talk about like automatic comfort things. Okay. Like we're in a, Thomas and I are in a, in a group text with some friends and one of the members of this thread got super excited today because they announced the 10th fast and furious movie. And I think for guys like Austin and Jeff and Rob, like the fast and furious movies are just like a comfort thing at this point. Like they could just turn it on like at the end of a hard day and just like, "Mm," just kind of be soothed. Mm. So like, what are some comfort things for you? Like your, like, I think I know, I mean, I think I know some of them, but let's, Let's let the the audience of ancient and new the the many the many thousands of people that tune tune in each week to ancient and new maybe you could tell them some of your comfort things. It's so funny mine mine are so there's such like an antithesis is that the right word opposite of yeah. what like you would think I operate as a human uh, okay so like my ideal anything would be zero plans zero time constraints <laughs> like. I wake up on a day and it's not like, okay, you know, at 11, you got to be here at two. You got to like, it's just, here you go. You have nothing. No, no anything. Go figure it out. Go do what you want, which that, I mean, it's like, that's sin, right? It's the definition. (laughs) No, like, so like that, that's like a, a broad, like if you were like, Hey Thomas, like it's been a long six months. What would you love today? I would say, I just want the mic and I just want, I don't want to be, I don't want to have to be, I want to be able to go at the pace I want to go where I want to go. Did you say the mic? Yeah. Like, give me the mic. I want to uh, like, give me control. Give me the oh, wheel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's like big, long picture. Like it come like regular comfort things. Uh, like guy loco. Um, <laughs> I don't care how my day's been. If I go there, it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. Best Mexican. It's gonna get better for a for a very short period of time. Yeah, before it gets worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this can put me to sleep. Um, like anything that is like an I Spy book. What? Like all the chaos of an I Spy book? Yes. Anything that feels like 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 someone who was born in the depression and is kind of a hoarder. Being in their home, like what? You know what I mean? Like, I just that like soothes me. Like antiques roadshow. No, not like if if it's someone else's clutter. Okay, so in in an I Spy book, it's a it's on a picture. It's not you're not in the presence of actual clutter. But if I was in someone's house that was like that, I would feel I would feel very safe. I don't know why. Like, let me you you be just be hugged by the clutter. Yeah, no, it's not even that. It's just like old things that are. There's a couple of pages. I'm not talking about like the I Spy page that's like the beach scene. I'm talking about the one that's like a bookshelf with a little bit of dim light and there's just scattered stuff about. Like I, like the ideal situation for me would be in like... What is it? The Diogenes Club? Yes. That's where I want to be. <laughs> I want... Uh, Did I say that right? I think so. Okay. I've also been trying to do research to find out if that was like... A the, real thing? No. To find out if the intentions behind it. Before I like uh, name a room in our new house, the Diogenes Club. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like, I don't yeah, want to yeah, find yeah, out yeah, that yeah. that was some like yeah. terrible thing that Although Mycroft Sherlock Holmes, Holmes and I guess by extension Alfred Conan Doyle, like like was usually on the right side of history on a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
I mean, the things that Sherlock Holmes didn't like usually yeah, wound up being he, pretty bad. He got a lot of things right. There are some things that are, you know, we can talk about those off, okay. off air. Um, so that's, that, for the, that's, that's for the Patreon only show. Yeah, Patreon only. Um, but like, the, like Antiques Roadshow, uh, yeah, that, like that's what I want, like something, I don't know, I don't know how to, like, if you could just say like, hey, it's 70 degrees, you have, you have four hours just to walk around in your yard and take a seat and look at things, call birds. And then walk into a really cluttered version of your house and just feel hugged. It's not even that it has to be cluttered. It's just that like somebody who has collected things over time has meticulously set them in a certain place. Like I want it. I like my ideal home is like not because this is obviously like a $2 million mansion, but like in the first Knives Out movie, that guy's house is like clearly like, uh, Tutor, lots of books, yeah. a library, darker, which is so funny because everything else in my life, like I want to be outside, I want to be right. in the sun, I want birds, I want flowers, I want those things. But when I'm inside, I want it to be inside. It's weird, man. I got some stuff. I just uh, like my comforts for me are um, my. It's called Fab Four, my Beatles playlist. Mm. Um, any any Oceans movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, just corn chips. Just it's just a comfort. Yeah, Lee's Lee's not a, a um, condiment type guy. I'm a simple guy. I do like I do like salsa. Now. You found that out with me like five years ago, which is hilarious. What's that? That you like salsa? Yeah, that's like salsa. You were like, I think I'm out on salsa, and then you tried some at Gallo, and you're like, maybe Ga- I like Gaio's, salsa. Gallo's built different, man. It's the best the restaurant Gaio- on Oak Ridge. <laughs> The, the guy salsa is really good. It's so good. There's although, no cilantro. Although Praise. Christy likes the El Canarito salsa. <laughs> no, it's fine. And doesn't your wife too? Isn't your wife an El Canarito lady? My wife is a like Barrios lady. Oh, okay. She'll eat gallo, but she's, she's a gal of finer tastes. Yeah. Which I like Barrios too, but it's, different. it's a different category for me. Street although, tacos versus like Oak Ridge Mexican food. Two although different things. all dudes, if you go to Barrios in Oak Ridge and you have to go to the restroom, you're going to walk into the restroom and be shocked because it's the biggest mirror in the history of the world. And it's just too big for the, for, for the bathroom. <laughs> it's the entire wall. It's yeah. a gigantic circle. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what do you think Jude's comforts are? A ball. <laughs> Everywhere he goes, he holds a ball in his hand and bluey and he'll tell you. Yeah. And bluey or Elmo. He'll tell you ball he'll look at it ball yeah he has that questioning voice and he walks a route in our house over and over and over again it's like a figure eight just do 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 he's so he's so self-sufficient it's amazing that's so i like okay another thing i would say is anything nostalgic at all Mm. anything anything that makes me think of being you haven't named uh how i met your mother because that's like one of your yeah i just haven't watched it in a while pacifiers yeah well it's it just that's it that's a pacifier it's my pacifier yeah like you could just Turn it on and just experience it as a podcast, just audibly. And you would yeah. know everything that was happening. Yeah. You sent me a great meme the other day. Yeah, that was really cool. But anything that is like retro to me. Yeah. So I'm not saying like. Retro T. But like, you know, like if I see uh, a video game I played when I was younger. Yeah. Like, like if you were. Like Halo, the original Halo. Yeah. If, if I heard the like monk 
music right now. (laughs) Which, like, I never really played Halo, but I loved watching my friends play it because they were really good. Yeah. Like, if you were, like, Nightfire, James Bond. Like, OG Mario on N64, Mario Kart. Like, give me, like... Give me like Donkey Kong or Bowser and one of those like off road racers smashing people. I don't know. I just, just I like feel safe. Yeah. Or like, so like if I crest the hill into my parents' neighborhood, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, there you are. There, there's, there's Matthew's house. There's this thing that happened here, 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 and here that were just great memories to me, which yeah. like I have very rose colored goggles in my life. So, yeah. Um, welcome to Ancient and New. Um, whatever your pacifier is, whatever your comfort thing is, comfort show, comfort food, comfort activity. I hope you find some of it this week. Yeah. I hope you, I hope you, uh, get a chance to experience that. I think, I think my son Jack is going to be, he's going to be a person that has a lot, a lot of comforts. He has, he has his like routine comforts hmm. and most of them are things like, like flavor blasted goldfish and funyuns are so good, flaming hot. Flavor blasted goldfish <laughs> are so good. You love flavor blasted goldfish? Oh yeah. <laughs> they like goldfish are great. Flavor he, blasted are <laughs> mind blowing. When he when he walks in, when Jack walks in the house, if there's like, oh, you know what another one of his is? Tell it's me, croutons. A crouton. He, he eats croutons like other people eat. Like, uh, you know, just like chips, like Funyuns and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So he, <laughs> but if he walks in the house and there's flavor blasted goldfish, mm. he will, he will just go, let's go. <laughs> He'll just see the box and he's like, dub, dub, let's go. Yeah, dude. Oh man. <laughs> Do you have a Bible verse for us? To, we're going to talk about the scriptures actually. This had, had, far had to be our longest intro comments. ever. What? That had to be our longest intro ever. It was pretty long. It's not our longest ever. But Psalm 31. So I'm oh, my goodness. Are you there, too? No. Um, this is my Jordan flu game right now, for those of you listening. Um, I ate something funky yesterday, and it it killed me. So right now, <laughs> I'm working on like a pack of Ritz crackers right now. It's the only thing I felt safe eating today. But I, I feel fine. I just am like... Man, I'm like, if that guy blowing leaves outside gets closer and it just becomes white noise, I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. Psalm 31. If this room got any warmer. Yeah. Psalm 31. We're going to look at one thing. And I, this is just kind of like an exercise that I have, which I'm right. excited about. I like exercises. Me too. Okay. So I'm going to go to verse 21. You ready? 21? Yeah. 31, 21. Okay. Let's go. Praise be to the Lord, for he showed me the wonders of his love when I was in a city under siege. Okay, I'm going to stop there. All right. Um, I really enjoy that that little moment right there. And I believe David wrote this. Am I correct about that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yep. praise be to the Lord, for he showed me the wonders of his love when I was in a city under siege. Okay, so here's a moment that's very tangible for David to say, like, oh, man, he showed me. He just showed me. He says after this, in my alarm, I said, I'm cut off from your sight, yet you heard my cry for mercy when I called to you for help. Okay, so like in this moment, whatever whatever's going on, whatever battle he's in, whatever the situation is, it's defined as a city under siege. I don't I don't know exactly where or when. Dude fought some stuff. Um, he, but he's able to say, he showed me the wonders of his love, which I think is a really cool thing. And then he specifically says, like, in my alarm, 
I'm cut off from I said I'm cut off from your sight. You heard my cry for mercy and when I called to you and when I called for you for help. And I, so to me it was a cool thing to say Praise be to the Lord for he showed me to the wonders of his love blank. So instead of when I was in a city under siege, there's there's a very tangible moment for David. Um and I just had that. And I I read that so I was I read 31 and 32 back to back today. And uh, this is kind of similar to what we did the last episode, but I, I just kind of left that sitting there. Praise be the Lord for he showed me the wonder of his love when and then blank. And then the way 32 starts out is blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them and in whose spirit is no deceit. And I just, it was such a tangible thing where I could say, Praise be to the Lord, for he showed me the wonder of his love. Because my transgressions are forgiven, my nice. sins are covered, the sin of the Lord is not counting, who, who sin the Lord does not count against them. Period. Who's, and, and whose spirit is no deceit. And I just was able to say, praise be to you, Lord. You show me the wonders of your love in this. And it's also it was also a cool moment for me. Like That's just such a tangible back pocket. Like I'm having a hard day. And I, there's no way I could fill in the blank here where I, at any point I could say like, man, my sin's covered. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't have to feel the weight of that. I, I'm reading this at the same time that I just finished. Well, I'm almost done with Matthew. I'm I, like, Jesus just got arrested in the garden. So like all of this kind of came together in a confluence of like, okay, I, I just witnessed Jesus uh, get arrested, get beat, get questioned, get denied, all these things. And I know what's coming next, but, and then on top of that, like thinking of a reason for the Lord to sh- like the, the Lord has shown me the wonders of his love. And then seeing David say like, man, blessed is the one whose transgressions have been removed. Just like, it's so cool. It was such an insightful yeah. prophetic Psalm in Psalm 32. And right here for me, just to, take this thing that was written so long ago and say, okay, I'm going to stick this in my back pocket. And I'm going to think of times that I can say, praise be to the Lord for he showed me the wonders of his love. What are times in my day? You know, I've got this back pocket. Like at any point I can remember what he did for me um, on the cross. Also like at any point in my day, I can look at moments and say, man, look at, he showed me the wonders of his love. So cool. Yeah. I, I like that you called this, um, you call this an exercise and I feel like I want to put it into the circuit, you know, put it into the, into the rotation of like, this is something worth practicing. This is, um, because I think that, um, I think gratitude is a muscle, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think praise, praise is a muscle as well. And in the sense that like, you're not just automatically great at it. Mm -hmm. Like it, you should put work into it and expect that you can, it's something you can develop, like you develop a muscle Mm -hmm. and like, um, and this is a really, really good exercise in developing the muscle of gratitude and praise of like, all right, praise be to the Lord. He showed me the wonders of his love. When? And dear listener, like what would yours be? Like if you looked back at that, whatever, yesterday was and it's like my guess is that yesterday you had some you had moments of disappointment frustration or confusion and but you also had moments of sweetness where um like our friend janet would say 
if you squint just a little bit, you can see Jesus. Um, set, if you don't, so can I just like for you. do a thing really quick? Yeah, this is. I don't. I want you to keep your train of thought. We we have a church podcast that is you know whatever. It's just our sermons every week, right? And I don't remember what date that was. First of January, two thousand twenty-three. There you go. January 1, 2023, there's a 310, which three people spoke for 10 minutes instead of one person speaking for a normal sermon length. I say that because for some people that's 35, some people that's 23. You can't say that. Some some churches it's like 70 minutes is yeah. a sermon. Yeah. Yes. So uh, for, our, for our church, a normal sermon length. But Janet gave one of the best. 11 minute messages I've ever heard in my yeah, entire life. No question. It was unbelievable. You should, you should go find that. It's fantastic. Just, Christ Community Church Oak Ridge on Spotify and then look for January 1st. And also you're going to hear a couple of other bangers in there. Yeah. yeah. So Brad, Brad and Molly Warren answered it together as a, as a couple. And I believe you spoke, right? I did. I, I went, I went longer oh, than the other two. Buddy. When you're in that third spot, you're like, Oh, we got a lot of time left. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and <laughs> stretch my limbs a little bit here. But, um, yeah. So what, what would yours be? What, you know, what, what would be the moment for you? Um, where you would say the Lord showed me the wonders of his love right here in this moment. Um, it's a really, it's a really cool exercise and I'm, I'm super glad that you brought it up and that that you framed it in the way that you did. That was really cool. Hi, thanks. (laughs) Um, can we look at John chapter 12? Sure. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to make this make sense. The, this scripture spoke to me in such a specific way, and I hope I can translate it. It was one of those things that, like, I tried to, you know, spill some stuff out in the, in my journal at the time that I was reading this, but, like, it just was, like, so, it just was so sweet. It was such a cool thing, and I just don't know if I can translate it and make it make sense. Okay. Um, Do you remember when our, we, our friend Reagan Wolf? You used to say, spill. No. To get you to talk about something? No, no I spill. don't. Spill. Because you just said, <laughs> spill. That Is that what made you laugh? Just yeah, now? yeah, because she would go, spill. Do you think Do you think Reagan listens to this? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe. If, if she did, she'd be like, yes. <laughs> I've already told you I do. Okay. Uh, this is John chapter 12. I'm going to start in verse 23. Okay. Um, this is in a segment called Jesus Predicts His Death. This is um, it's before the Last Supper and after the triumphal entry. So some somewhere in that week um, before Jesus gets arrested and after he has come to Jerusalem. Jesus replied, verse 23, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this, wor- uh, let's see, in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Okay. Um, There's kind of three little movements in this section. Jesus talks about himself, um, moves it to a broad principle about life, and then moves it to specifically you, the the believer who is reading this, Mm. 
um, in what it means to follow Jesus. So um, the first piece is, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. So Jesus is really talking about himself there. Um, Anybody that loves their life will lose it. But anybody who hates their life, he says in other places, who gives it up, um, will keep it for eternal life. And then whoever serves me must follow me. So whatever the principle is for Jesus, anybody that serves Jesus follows him into the same principle that he has, he has laid out for himself, which is the thing that I want, I get it by death, Hmm. by the death. uh, Like I lay down my own life in order to get the thing that I want. Anybody that follows me must also lay down their own life. If Hmm. you want to keep your life, you actually have to lay it down and get rid of it. Um, I was thinking about this and just thinking about how, and this is, it's not the only time that the scripture, that Jesus talks about this idea of like, like the, the way that you get what you want is to, is to sacrifice your own desires. Mm. That's what serving is about is I'm going to make someone else's priority or somebody else's wants or somebody else's needs above mine in the, my list of priorities. Yeah. And I'm going to meet their need first before I meet mine Mm. and I'm going to take care of them before I take care of myself. That's what serving is all about. And the thing that I was thinking about was just that, um, at first I was like, I was writing down in my journal and I was like, okay, so like I need to, I need to like put my wants to death. Like there's things that I want. I need to put those things to death. And then I was like, wait a minute, but that's, that's Buddhism. Like Buddhism is, Buddhism is based on the principle that that all suffering comes from desire. Okay. So the way that you get rid of suffering in the world is you just don't have any desires. So Buddhism is like, it's the process of ridding yourself of personal desires. Like, not just not being greedy, but literally not wanting anything. Wait, okay. so like if I'm hungry? Then like I don't eat. Like I, I, I make sure that somebody else eats if you know, if I have to eat to survive, I eat very little. It's like it's, it's like literally like you don't eat for desire or pleasure, but just for sustenance. I won't be happy if I can't have Gallo Loco on a regular basis. <laughs> I just need to say that out loud. Well, you were not made to be a Buddhist anyway. No, I mean, I wasn't. There, there's so many things that you. I mean, it's like yeah, but pleasures and desires are bad. In Buddhism, that's the whole thing. Okay, which is weird because sometimes, like super duper rich, famous people are are like fashionably Buddhist, and you're like, you're not a Buddhist. I'm sorry, <laughs> you're really bad at it. <laughs> but um, in any case, so I was looking at this and I was like, wait a minute, it's not that all my wants and desires are just bad, and I just need to die to all of them, and that's and that would be good because that's Buddhism. And I was like, and I was just thinking my, I was like thinking my pathway through this and realized like. It wasn't that Jesus was saying it's it's wrong for you to have desires. What he was saying is that actually this world doesn't have the ability to satisfy your desires. Mm, yeah. You need to broaden your scope. It's not that you're supposed to desire less stuff. You're actually supposed to desire more. Okay. But it, it but you have to realize that this world is not capable of meeting those desires. Mm. So, the temporary things that you think that sometimes you think you want here you need to figure out what is the real huge thing underneath that that this world can't satisfy okay. that I actually want. I mean, it's like I want, you know, like I want a grilled cheese sandwich. 
Like it's they're delicious, but like like from the soup kitchen, they're fantastic. So good, so good. Nina Reed used to bring me on to club <laughs> like every that's week. That's right. Yeah, that was so cool. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, but like that's something that I want. But it's like there's something else. There's something eternal that I want underneath that. Mm. And what is that thing? Like mm. I want to laugh with my friends. That's something I want. But like, what's the eternal thing that this world can't even satisfy that I want underneath that? Mm. The truth is that like, it's not that Jesus just sacrificed all his wants and desires. Like, um, like, uh, you know, a Buddhist, a Buddhist person who gives up everything. It's like, I will just want nothing and yeah. I will get, it's, a, it's actually that he laid down his life to get his ultimate desire, which mm. is a family. Yeah. That's why he did it. Wow. That's cool. But so, okay, let me see if I can land this plane. So here's the principle. The principle that he started this whole thing on is it's a, there's something key that you have to learn about death, hmm. which is, he says, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains by itself alone. If it dies, in other words, if you put a kernel of wheat down into the ground, bury it, then it germinates and creates more plants. Yeah. It's, there is a principle that God has put into the world, which is, um, the dead are raised. Mm-hmm. That's the key to understanding this whole thing. And that's the, th- that's the moment where my mind was like, like, wait, the, the core principle of everything that we have in Jesus comes down to this sentence. The dead are raised. Mm-hmm. Like that's how a person becomes a Christian is they believe Jesus is risen from the dead. Yeah. Jesus who died for you is risen from the dead. That's the, that's the one thing that the, the apostles went around and preached was mm-hmm. Jesus is, is alive yeah, and he will, he will be your savior. If I believe that, then I am able to temporarily put to death some of the things that I want yeah, because, because the dead are raised. Mm. And in, in, and when I die, and I'm raised into everlasting life, it's like, I'm going to find the true answer to all the stuff I really wanted. Mm. The, 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 the thing behind what it feels like to laugh with my friends, the yeah. thing behind the most delicious food I've ever had, the thing behind, you know, whatever it is, my personality likes and feels, you know, like feels taken care of by it. There's something deeper than that. Mm. And if I give my life away, like constantly, not, not saying desire is bad and I'm not going to have any desires, but having a temporary death of the things that are all about me because, and this is the heartbeat of it, because there's something huge coming and the dead are raised. Hmm. The Like God is raising things from the dead. He's hmm. raising people from the dead. He's raising hopes from the dead. He's raising desires from the dead. And, I don't know if that made sense, but it like changed that's my cool. entire week. No, that's cool, man. Just like that's this is our core principle: the dead are raised. So I can lay down my, I can serve. Hmm. I can serve because the dead are raised. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's awesome. I I, I want to run with the, just the idea of thinking about like what's behind these things that I love, yeah. because my favorite people in the world do that on a regular basis. My ultimate like pacifiers in the world, like the right answer, like. Like one of the answers I would have answered for your original question of the Star Wars show would have been Potsy, like our friend mm-hmm. Potts. Yeah. He just feels like a, he's just safe. He's comforting. He's, yeah. but like one thing he always does is he finds the Lord in every scenario. He 
if you're watching the yeah. most secular movie in the world, he's going to find a way to relate that to Jesus. He'll find is, the gospel narrative in it. Yes, which is so cool. And so, Except for The Hunt for the Wilder People, which is like the best movie ever, and he didn't even like it. And there's so many beautiful undertones and overtones about When the they're gospel. in that cabin and he cocks that gun and says, just got real. It was so... And he did it along to the rhythm of cocking the gun. I was like, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, so good. So good. He named, he names that dog Tupac. That's right. That's such a good movie. I don't know. So, Potsy didn't like it. So perfect. But anyways, I just, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I feel like I'm in a, I know that I'm in a healthy place when I'm doing that and I'm in a happier place and it makes me long for heaven more, which is really cool to think about like the joy of laughing with your friends and to think that whatever this is going to be like in heaven is going to be infinitely more than this. It just makes me so excited when I think about what it tastes like to eat a chip and salsa from Gallo Loco and how much joy it brings me. Mm. Thank you, Cesar, for making the best chips and salsa in the world. And for Patricia for putting those amazing little taco puns up on the blackboard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Amazing. But when I think about the joy that brings me and just to think about like think about the Lord behind all that and what what he really wants for me and what that is going to be like. I have no idea. I can't wrap my mind around it, but it excites me. And I'm glad that you pointed that out because it, it's going to help me do that more this week. Like somehow when I was puking my brains out last night, I could, I didn't find the Lord in any of that. I did not but I did thank him this morning when I stopped, you know what I mean? I was just like, <laughs> you know, your theology goes out the window when you have a stomach illness. <laughs> what did I do? I'll do anything. I'll make any anything promise. Stop it. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Folks, thanks for joining us. Um, we are grateful for your, your feedback and your encouragement. It means a ton to us. And um, Shout out to Miguel. Send us a screenshot from Aww, Madrid, man. So Let's go. Miguel, you're the that, best. That made me so excited. And we got a, we got a, a, a great text from, from Beezer. This yeah, week we did. As well. That's right. We got, we're, that is so, it's encouraging that our show's being listened to in Spain and in North Carolina and in yeah. Tennessee and wherever else anybody is right now. I don't, people may have dropped us when we went through that stretch around Christmas where we've just been a little bit sporadic. I think we're back though. We're back. We're back and we're back and better than ever. Are we? <laughs> I'm Lee. I'm Thomas. This has been HMNU. Come disconsolate. Wherever you languish Come to the mercy seat Fervently kneel Here bring your wounded hearts Here tell your anguish Earth has no sorrow